Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. Hey, welcome, Bears Nation, to our first post of the 2023 offseason. And yeah, this beard now is in honor of Lovey Smith. (laughs) It may not have been in honor of Lovey before, but the beard will honor Lovey for as long as it's on my face because that was the best gift for Christmas anyone has ever gotten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's still beard goals, man. It's still beard goals. One of my friends actually called me the other day to tell me that. Cool. Cool. So, hey, um, man, I am I mean, we, we, we've we all been believers in Pulse and what he was doing, even when it kind of looked shady and he let Roquan, he traded Roquan and Quinn and, you know, everybody was down on him and we were kind of like, yeah, there may be some vision here, but let's see it play out, you know, or when people say he's not giving Fields what he needed. And right now he seems crazy wise and I say that from the standpoint even with Fields like if Fields hadn't been in the difficult difficult position he was in last year with uh, no pass blocking and EQ as his number one um, would he have found out he was maybe one of the best runners that the NFL's seen that his running ability is up there with Guys like Sanders, am I overstating it? Peyton, Sanders, Smith? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but um, I think from from quarterback perspective. Open field running. I'm not even from quarterback. Open field running. It's hard to catch and bring him down. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, you do. You know, that that's the type of stuff we used to watch with Sanders where I was like, oh, this is sad. They're all trying so hard. <laughs> I mean, look, there's only there's only so much that you can do as a defender um, when somebody is that big and that fast. So from a from an overall, you know, just can he pick it up and wheel it perspective? Yeah. Like there's not a lot of dudes that can do what he does at the size that he is, um, at the speed he runs, at the speed he cuts at. You know, it's not just the the straight line speed, but the, he changes direction at that speed and doesn't his lose speed. change of direction. It's, it's crazy. Angles. And, and he gets the angles because he doesn't overshoot an angle so that he's into the next defender. Mm-hmm. He just he's like he's he cutting lies. angles so that guys are missing him by, you know, that much space. You yep. know, it, it, it's it's. He's just because that's if you if you cut too hard, you're going to be right into the next guy. So so everybody knows how good of a runner Justin Fields is. But this offseason is about finding out how good of a passer he is, finding out if this is the dude that can run this franchise for for the next decade. Right. So I think we all got to shout out and tip our cap to the man King Poles. Right. So everybody, you know, tip off the cap. You know, show this man his respect because King Poles is out here finessing folks, absolutely finessing this offseason so far to the point where, man, it's 
it's actually kind of funny, man. I, I played Madden since I was, you know, yay high. And I'm seeing this dude making trades that I feel like that's the kind Madden, of Madden that, that you would get not from have computer. allowed. <laughs> the computer <laughs> would not have allowed it. You know, those trades are like, no, no. This is definitely a computer right. would have said no Madden, trade. Madden doesn't even allow you to trade more than three things for a single asset, right? Or for, for anything, right? Whereas Poles got one, two, three, four. Poles got five assets, five premium NFL real life assets for one. Five to one, man. That's, but, that's it, almost it, unheard it, of. It's, it's, think back now, flashback one year ago or 11 months ago, because it's not even one year ago. Flashback uh, a year ago, mm -hmm. right? And when you flash back and you say to yourself, self, what did it cost Miami to get Tyreek Hill? Or what did Carolina give up to get Christian Kirk? I can answer that question because I actually have that, that whole thing pulled up right now. So Carolina, or sorry, let's start with the server Miami. Miami gave away two premium assets and three medium assets right so we're gonna they gave away a 2022 first round pick which turned out to be number 29 overall a 2022 second which was number 50 and a 2022 fourth which was number 121 then they gave away a 2023 fourth and a 2023 sixth so they so got two five, premium assets five. yeah three small time like medium you know medium value assets right five all draft capital Five picks, all draft capital, get Tyreek Hill, put Kansas City in a position to be able to draft, fill some holes, mm -hmm. and win the Super Bowl again. Yep, um, yep. And then what who about, was the second about, one you asked uh, about? Carolina. Not Carolina, um, Jaguars, when they grabbed Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, uh, they this signed as a free agent. agent. You talking about Calvin Ridley? Maybe, yeah. Calvin yeah. Ridley, so Calvin Ridley, they traded a 2023 conditional fifth round pick so we're, we're going to find out when calvin really plays again what that pick turns out to be and then a 2024 conditional fourth round pick that is up to a second round pick if they sign calvin ridley to an extension so and that's for a guy who who hasn't played for a guy who hasn't played for a year correct At, that, that's literally so we're getting a guy three things obviously availability is the best ability when we look at dj moore you have a guy that averages a thousand yards a season. Yep. Has multiple seasons in excess of a thousand yards with quarterbacks. I'm going to say, you know, an old Cam Newton and the rest of the quarterbacks, they're not equal to JF. Yeah. Yeah. The, so he hasn't had a quarterback equal to JF yet. The ghost and of Cam Newton. There you go. I'm old Cam Newton. Like yeah. young Cam young Cam Newton, I would say is was at this point was better than JF. Yeah, of course. JF is of catching course. him, you know. Um, but you know, then on top of that, he's been healthy almost his entire career. And you know, as we see with uh, you know, uh, um, you know, our best lineman, uh, who I believe is 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 still um uh, uh Tevin. Mm -hmm. Right. But he's also our most absent lineman. Right. He's, yeah. he's, you know, I don't think he's played 50 percent of the available snaps that, you know, has, he's been contracted for. Not, not even, even close. close. Not even right. Close. So, you know, having that's great that you if you got a if you got a great guy who would be there sometimes, you know, hey, there's Mike Brown's and you want Mike Brown on your team. 
but you also have to account for the fact that he's not playing the whole season. Yeah. This guy, like a Braxton Jones, every down, mm-hmm. every down, and and getting work, getting work in. So mm-hmm. he's, he's missed, tough. I think, two games his whole career. Yeah, he's durable. He's out there. So, you know, aside from a freak accident, you can pretty much count on this guy's going to play 17 for you, you know, over the, ne- you know, over the next uh, three seasons, or at least an hour, let's call it a 16 per season, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's huge. Not opening it up even more, staying right there. When you put him in as he is our true number one, he is our best receiver. When the wide receiver room opens up, he is the king. He's the best wide receiver we have. So now you allow Claypool to be that number two option. Mm -hmm. You allow Mooney to dominate the slot. Mm -hmm. I believe Mooney's going to dominate. I think think Mooney is going to be the true number two on this team. Like when you line up in two receiver sets, you're going to want Mooney and DJ Moore out there. You, 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 well, I I think here's the the key. I don't disagree with you. That I, I'd say it's going to be 50-50 because honest and Mooney's a great blocker, but I'm going to protect Mooney's body some because he's got a small body and I want to keep him out there. You know, Claypool's what almost the size of a tight end. So mm-hmm. if, if it's first down and and I'm I, you know and I run 70% of the time on first down, yeah, I'm I'm putting Claypool out there most of it. He, he it, it's not you don't have a there statistically tied Mooney and Claypool there's not a lot they're not equivalent they're not equivalent they're totally different guys which is beautiful I think which is why it's tough on a on a defender I mean think about it you know you're you're sitting there and you you can't plan for it because half the time you don't know who the number two is I think I think the best I think the best way to play it is like you, you say Claypool can block um with that big frame of his that's that's great to have sometimes but as a wideout, you're primarily running routes. Um, like that's that's your number one job. And if we're if we're having somebody on first down, and it's Claypool, I think that tells defenses more readily, hey, we're probably going to be running, and we don't want to be tipping that cap too early. Plus, Mooney is not as bad of a blocker as his as his tininess would. No, Mooney would is a good blocker. So I, I think I think phenomenals. I think you I think you flex Mooney to the slot in three receiver sets. Because Mooney is is still Justin Fields' favorite receiver. Uh, even when DJ Moore gets here, I expect the target share to be pretty equal, uh, at least for the first couple of games while he gets used to playing at game speed with DJ Moore. Um, so, uh, let, but let either me... way, I think either way, I think this is a massively improved receiver core from Mooney, Equinemius, St. Brown, Dante Pettis that we started last season with. Oh yeah, and, and let me let me say just from a from a, if we went to war right now, we're a better team. <laughs> we are a, a more dangerous and better better offense. Period. But here's the key, and I, I don't want this to be about Claypool. Uh, but if Claypool and Moore are on the field, and you're thinking your defense, I want your defense to think you're going to run because when I play action out of that, that might be seven points. Yeah, and and we will have that package for sure. But I'm not going to call Claypool the starter when he has like seven catches as a bear or something like that. Like that, okay. you're not, All right. you're I not starting it. over. I, re- I respect that. I respect that. 
Yeah, so, he, he's still got something to prove in, in the we're, blue and orange. While we're while we're finishing this topic, though, let me let me just tip my cap to King Poles once more because we acquired DJ Moore. Obviously, this is huge. We're talking about the kind of impact he's going to have on this receiver room. We're talking about moving these guys to their to their roles and not necessarily just have them play. Uh, you know, just just have them play wherever and you know in this scheme and then hope that they can succeed. But but moving them to the place where they're going to be most effective, right? That makes so much difference in the NFL is having these guys play the right role. But let's look at for the for the last several years, okay? Any major receiver that's changed teams, right? We're talking about uh, Marquise Brown, right? We're talking about um, we're talking about AJ Brown. We're talking about Tyreek Hill, obviously, Devontae Adams. The average, the average of these major moves is the team that receives the wide receiver giving up at least a first round pick. Most of them have additional compensation, like Devontae Adams was a first and a second, right? Um, with Tyreek Hill, as we discussed, it was five picks, right? Polls told these dudes, you are going to give me a top receiver in the NFL, and you're also going to give me all of your best draft picks for the next several years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. DJ Moore is the creme of, he's the creme de la creme to, to make this little, uh, uh, what do you call it? This little key lime pie. Okay. This is a, this is a absolute fleecing. We didn't give them a first round pick at best. We dropped the 2025 first to a 2025 second when really the 2025 first alone could, you could have just told me DJ Moore and not that. And I'd have been happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you literally could have, have just gone from one to eight. I mean, one to nine mm -hmm. dropping eight and you give me DJ Moore and it wouldn't have been a bad deal. It wouldn't have been a great deal. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that to me yeah. is a fair you deal. You could have eight spots in the draft for DJ Moore flat. Oh, DJ, That's not you. a bad deal. I, who would say what team that needs a wide receiver, what team besides the Dolphins or the, the Bengals wouldn't, I mean, Kansas City might say yes to that. And in a, and in a season where there are almost no top receivers available and definitely none in the prime of their careers, none available. And Pulse makes this happen. Now, another note to that, if we expect, which we do at least three quarterbacks to go in that top, like in those top nine picks before us, there are the eight picks before us. That's really only dropping five spots. It's dropping, right. Because we we're not interested in the quarterbacks. Quarterback. We're not so really to traded back five spots. Yeah. Five yeah. spots. And then got all of that. That is insane. insane we may return. still get the first. If we get a tackle, we may have the first tackle off the board. It's possible. It's very That's, possible. It's, it's very possible. possible. And, and, if, and, and if, if people if ahead of us pick a tackle. Back, get DJ Moore for uh, uh, three other uh, uh, additional picks over and above the trade pack and get the first tackle off the board. The the the, the uh, FBI should come take Ryan Poles for uh, and here's, stealing. And here's the craziest part: is we're not out of any. We're we're nowhere near out of the range of a team that may want to trade up again. You want to know the worst part? This is this is actually the worst part for everybody else in the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, outside of the number one pick, statistically, and this is not an. Uh, this is a 
this is a cheap statistical study, okay? This is an eyeball statistical study. But if you look at the list of names of people in the top 10, you're not gonna see 10 beats two as the quality of their, their career. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not, you, I mean, it, it, you will you get it, incredible it, players. It, at, at it, it may be, it may be, you know, by one tenth of a percent when you talk about the last 50 years, mm-hmm. but it's almost imperceptible. Yeah. It, 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 and, and who knows which I haven't done the study deep. I mean, you have to do everybody. And, you know, then there's some judgment based on position and all that stuff. But, you know, who knows? Number seven could be the overall best spot to pick in. Mm-hmm. But bottom line, the top 10, their, their careers on average come out about the same. Yep. So, you know, number one tends to, you're more likely when you get a 1-1, you know, there, there's a lot of times that's the win. Um, but, you know, the top 10 is the top 10. Yeah. And, 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 here's, and, and here's 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 that here's that point I was making, too, is at, at number nine, teams want a top 10 pick still. Right. We could we could still conceivably if if we're sitting there at nine and the draft falls so that the Colts say, ah, oh, we don't like Levis or Richardson. We're going to let them keep falling. We're going to pass on a quarterback this year and we're going to take best player available. Levis and Richardson fall. One of them is sitting there at nine. There are teams in the back half of the draft, Washington, for instance, that would love a project like Levis or Richardson. Would love yeah, that. And, and I mean, you don't even have to go that far. You can go when when people are paying $40 million for Derek Carr and $41 million for Daniel Jones. Yeah, no kidding. There will be some some owners and some GMs that will look up at, you know, and they may be sitting, who knows, in, in those teens right there, mm-hmm. those early teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee at 11. And, and like us, when we saw JF sitting there going, hey, we're going to give away next year's number one draft pick to jump up a few spaces exactly. and guarantee we got exactly. this Exactly. And it was a good so, choice for us. Yep, and yep. Was, so that's, yeah. so we are still in a great position. And then even failing that, there are several top, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter, top cornerbacks in this draft. And cornerbacks are a premium, premium position in the NFL. So the Eagles, we know, are taking a cornerback. They just said Darius Slay is available by trade. They released, um, what's their other guy? Was it um, Bradbury? Whoever whoever their, their second corner was this past year, they just released him. We know they're taking a top corner in this draft. So if you want your pick of cornerbacks, you have to jump, you have to pick before the Eagles. Right. Yep. So we are now directly in front of them. Yeah, he's not perfectly. And you might you might have to trade us at least a second to come up and get your to get your best corner. Yeah, he's not done. Yeah, he's not done. No, he loves a trade back. And I'm starting to trade back too. (laughs) here's the other thing right now. One, obviously, DJ Moore's contracts fail favorable. But over and above that, we also are looking at a scenario where we know he's probably our top, uh, you know, pick of the offseason. Maybe he's not, but he could be. Mm -hmm. But we also know salary cap wise, we're over 80 million and we've got our number one receiver. Right. Mm -hmm. So we know so much going into free agency. We know where we know we we have 10 picks in this draft. 
you know, which which is crazy. We have 10 picks and we saw it. He started with four last year and ended up with 11 picks. He yeah. started with seven this year and, and, and we're up to 10. And most of these picks are at the top of the round. First oh, wait, round, wait, wait. We're, we're nine. Third round, we're one. Fourth, we're yeah. one. Like it, we are at the Let's top not, of the round. Totally different. Let's not forget this. Not only did he start with seven, but he started with seven. We're up to 10, and we've added Claypool and DJ, uh, Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. I mean, that is like, wait a minute. Say that again. So, so we've wait, got more draft picks more than we started draft picks. With. And more players. And, and and more, you know, top quality NFL starters. And we, and we did give up Roquan and Robert Quinn, which, right. which to be fair, Robert, that hurts. But at the same time, we would not have been number one if we had Roquan and Robert Quinn on that defense. And, and I agree. But, um, you know, and I'll say this again. Robert Quinn didn't have a phenomenal year. No. And, and you, you know, you he, he's not young, so you don't expect him to have – a great season after he had 18 and a half and set yeah. the club and record. He's, and he's always been a mercurial sort of player. Yeah. Um, so that, that was just solid business. It hurt. Oh, a lot, it was good. Sure. But it was, and solid I think business. Roquan was solid business because I don't think polls was going to pay as much as Baltimore. And, and look at, and look at Baltimore now that they've paid Roquan trying struggling, struggling to sign Lamar. Lamar. So, Yeah. They paid Roquan. Why you don't pay an off-ball linebacker $100 million. And and they're struggling to keep Lamar. And, you know, and, you know, and, well, I'm not saying we should. We had the money to pay Roquan. But then when um, uh, uh, our our young undrafted free agent hits the field and shows that he's a beast, you sit back and go, For $19 million a year less. Why don't we yeah, 97 million less over the next three years? Yeah. I mean, over the next four years. So yeah. Okay. I'll save 97 million and get 90% of the production. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I can buy Pulse, a lot of other players. King Pose is out here just making solid business moves left and right. I'm really excited about free agency now, like not knowing who our number one wideout was going into free agency made it a really apprehensive process. Are we going to overpay for DeAndre Hopkins and get one or two good years out of him? Is he going to pop for another steroid test? Who knows? Like, are we going to Is he going to be healthy? Yeah. Is he going to be healthy? Are we going to try to leverage a good player out of somebody and overpay for them in terms of like draft compensation, where we lose the potential advantage of building our own team and we have to, you know, pay extra for the scraps of somebody else's. So that's that was weighing on me going into this. Now we're in a position where that room is settled, right? Maybe we draft a late yeah. round guy, but yeah. the top of that room is so solid that I'm not worried about Justin Fields. Between well, I, I am, and three I, of those top receivers, he's got targets. He, he I got like our receiver room. More importantly, now we need to rebuild this offensive and defensive line. Now we can just focus for the entirety of free agency and the draft trenches 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 that's what we need to be doing now and i'm really excited to see what we're going to do like there's there's a lot of big names out there orlando brown mike mcglinchey uh juan this is juan taylor something like that the the jacksonville jaguars right tackle um so a lot of a lot of big name guys out there and the bears have to spend money this is something that a lot of people don't realize is 
there is a minimum salary cap floor where you have to spend, I think it's 89 or 90% of the available cash for the salary cap over a four-year period. And right, right now, hang on, I've got the numbers. Right now, <clears throat> the 20, 90% of that number for 2021 to 2023 is 554 million. So the bears have to spend 244 million in 2023 alone. So we will be handing out contracts because right now we've got 93 on the books for our current salary or some something there. Does that about. include DJ Moore? Because he's. I don't 20. think that includes DJ Moore. So we're probably like with 20. DJ Moore. We're probably somewhere in the 110 range, right? So we have to spend 130 million dollars. Have yeah. to. Yeah, okay. and, and that's and that's, that's mean, cash. That, that's not salary cap. So that can be bonuses can be structured, you know, to to push money into this calendar year, and then you know the salary cap hit is later and things like that. So they can be clever with it, but we have to spend money, and we are going to spend absolutely. Money. And, and I think here's the here's the wonderful thing: when we walk into the draft, no matter who we grab in free agency, we know we're going in the trenches. We have the freedom to take the best offensive or defensive line guy on the board every time a pick drops yep now that we've solidified wide receiver which was you know the probably the second you know you have to i'd say o-line d-line was the worst room mm -hmm. offensive line second worst room and wide receiver is a close i'm just giving them 2.1 right they were they were right there behind offensive line and now wide receiver is a strength um, and, you know, in, in, in literally in every round we can, in every pick, we could sit back and take the best defense or, or offensive guy, line guy off the board. If we do that through round four, you know, and we end up with five studs, um, we're not in the same team. That doesn't even count what we spend in free agency because, you know, like you said, you got to bring some guys in. Um, you don't want to just be silly uh, and just spend money for the sake of that. And I don't think polls will turn around and start doing it. No, but he's going to get value. Um, he's he, he's going to get, get some big studs. names because that's the only way to spend that that kind of money. Yeah, like, he's going to get a few to spend $150 million dollars. But he's probably also going to renegotiate some contracts. I mean, if you sit down and you're at the end of all this, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to sign Mooney long term. I respect him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, you, you, you're going to turn around and you, you're going to look at a guy like Claypool. Well, I gave away a second. I may not give you the same deal I gave Mooney, but I, I'm probably locking you up. I, and, it's, I, you know. and it's beneficial to sign Claypool and Mooney right now because DJ Moore is cap controlled, right? Because Carolina is paying, we're paying DJ Moore three years, 50 million or something like that. Yeah. Right. Which is the cheapest number one in the league. Yeah. Yeah, that's not on a rookie deal for sure. The cheapest number right. one in the league. Yeah. Okay, so not only are we paying him so little, but most of that cap hit, most of that 50 million, 20 million of it is in the first year, and then it's 16, 15, I think, for the next yeah. two. So not only that, he gets cheaper, so he's averaging like 17 million a year in cost. We're not going to pay Mooney more than that after the season he just had, and we're no. definitely not playing paying Claypool anywhere near that. So we have the chance to lock these two guys up. For long-term extensions, yeah. I mean, at the, if, if at the they most can do five years, rates, five years, they're not, sixty they're not million. Sign, they're not going to sign a five-year deal for sixty million.
but we might be able to get him. We might be able to get Mooney on a five-year deal for a five-year deal for seventy. Like that's still paying cheap. Him, paying him thirteen to fifteen million a year. That's that's great. That's that, great. That's a great rate for your number two. And then Claypool, we might slot in a little bit, maybe a million or two behind that. And we'll we'll have the cheapest and best wide receiver room in our entire division. And here's the other key that 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 we do have to remember. Again, the way I look at it is I look at it like this. I I know that we're going to attack the trenches. And I look at, you know, we were the number one run team in the NFL before Justin became the greatest running quarterback we've seen yes. since Colin Kaepernick, right? And Michael Vick. And, and before that, we were we were the number one run team. When he took off us, no one was catching us as the as the number one run team, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I look at that, the one thing I say, once we fix the offensive line, you know, JF took 55 sacks. At his breakaway ability from from to get sacks, if we protect him decently, that should be 30 more passes that are completed instead of him being sacked. Mm-hmm. Or, or attempted 30 more pass mm-hmm. attempts but that doesn't count the amount of hits or the when when he had to run over 150 times i should i'm gonna say 50 of those runs disappear with a good offensive line so you just down to 100 runs that are planned versus 150 because you're running for your life that's 80 more passes thrown mm-hmm. and that is almost enough to completely fill up DJ Moore's bank without taking any passes well, away from anybody. I mean, DJ else. Moore is historically like a 69-70% reception guy. But that's what I say. So you but that's with terrible them, quarterbacks. You want to toss them, you want to toss DJ Moore 110 passes. Yeah. So 80 of those passes should just come from the fact that Fields is He's protected better. Yep. You know, not 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 you don't have to change your game plan. You literally can go out there and be the number one run team in the league. And now all of a sudden DJ Moore has 80, 80 pass completions, you know, not a completions attempts mm-hmm. without changing a single thing in the offense. Yeah. So, and then, and then that that's not including the fact that when you have that kind of, when you have that kind of consistency in your number one wide receiver, where he's going to beat you on short routes, he's going to beat you on intermediate routes. He's going to beat you on deep routes that creates so much of a of a gravitational pull for the coverage to just shift towards him that think the spaces on the other side of the field open up that means you don't have to run it you know an extra 30 times a season And when you're watching carolina versus good defenses like san francisco and other teams dj moore was getting open and when i'm talking about open he looks like college open like three yards yeah not like it's not this, I'm going to throw a toss-up ball. It's literally going to be like, Justin, I was open, open. And I read a, I read an article of polls, what he was looking for um, before, when he walked into the combine, they were, you know, asking him questions, things like that. And he told one of the reporters, they said, what are you looking for in a wide receiver? He says, I'm looking for another separator like Mooney, but bigger. That's what that's called. That's DJ Moore is a separator. That is the kind of receiver he is. And that's the kind of receiver Justin Fields likes. He yeah, likes Chris yeah, Olave. He didn't like Allen Robinson. Likes Garrett Wilson. He doesn't, he doesn't necessarily like Allen Robinson, Claypool, guys that are just big contested catch guys. He likes separators, guys that distance themselves from the from the cornerbacks and can get runs after the catch. When they catch that ball, they're in free space and can move. Yeah. 
that's the type of receiver Fields likes to throw to, and that's the type of receiver we just gave him. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, he's got a part of Justin's growth. He's got to be able to use Claypool. Claypool's got to get six catches a game because um, he's a monster. That's he's that's got, a lot. Got to. But uh, I would say three to five catches a game, and I'm happy with Claypool's production. I, I'm gonna, honestly, because he, he draws flags. You got to get big attention. He's a big target in the red zone. I, I'm more concerned with his red zone numbers. I'm more concerned on, with uh, the efficiency of his numbers. All right, you, you have to redo that part. Yeah, so I'm more concerned with Claypool's red zone numbers. I'm more concerned with the efficiency of his numbers. I'm more concerned with what he does in contested catch situations and his third down numbers, right? That's what I'm going to judge Claypool on this season. Not necessarily, if he has 45 catches, but nine touchdowns, you know, 14 yards a catch and catches 60% of the contested catch balls thrown his way. I'm happy. I'm happy with Claypool. That's a good return on investment and let his chemistry with fields continue to build. They're both 24 years old. Right. You know, right. And as DJ they, as only they grow, they'll grow together. If he puts those numbers up, super happy with that. I think we're seeing a different team. I mean, honestly, and I, I totally believe Justin's going to work hard and grow. But even when you look at his complete completion percentages, mm -hmm. if you just keep him upright for an extra 80 to 100 tosses, his com he's yeah. going to be yeah. a 3,000-yard passer. Easily. I mean, he was 22. Just, he was just 22 keep him The first seven games of the season, he was just learning the offense, right? Yeah. But, so, but I mean, even I – think, I think with this receiving core, he's going to crack 4,000 if you can keep him upright. I, you know what? I, I'm he, not, do, he doesn't like to run. He's a pass first quarterback. This is what people do not understand about him. Going back to when he was all the way in high school, he has been a pass first quarterback. He's He runs because he has to. He right. runs because there are people in his face because Sam Mustafer has been thrown violently to the left and there's a 350 pound man sprinting at him. That's why he runs, yeah. right? This is This is not who he chooses to be. This is who he has been forced to be. And he is wildly effective at it but when he wow. throws the ball to separators he is also wildly effective at that that's why yeah, Mooney gets such why I mean, he has the that's why Olave and Wilson did so well at Ohio State that's yeah. what that's who he is and, and I think that I think with DJ Moore and here's the here's the here's the terrible sentence that's going around Chicago but I'm gonna say it um if by some crazy crazy uh, misunderstanding of football Justin turns out not to be a great passing quarterback. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We actually have two number one picks next year. We could trade up really close to the number one overall without burning any capital. And and if we, we probably have enough gas at that point to get to number one and pick Caleb yeah. Williams out of USC. Or, or at least number looks two, like for sure number three. The but, USC but version with, of yeah. Justin Fields, to be honest. So because Carolina's not going to be a great team. So, you know, we, we, I mean, let, if Justin has a terrible year throwing the ball, we probably have two top 10 picks mm -hmm. in that draft. And if we want it to bail and go a different direction, we actually are in a great position. But honestly, what are the odds of Justin Fields being? I, a I don't, player? I don't believe that. I think honestly, if when he, he had, when he, once he had an offense that fit him, Darnell Mooney catching passes and a good run game, when he had those three things, it didn't even matter that his pass protection was trash until Darnell Mooney got hurt until he got hurt. He was maybe the best overall chain mover in the league between his arm, 
His passing efficiency was going up week after week. He was torching the Cowboys' lauded defense, torching the Dolphins' defense. He threw like freaking 12 touchdowns to like five picks and a thousand yards in like five yeah, games. I, I, I'm with, not with no one. With I'm not no worried one about but it. Looney and Komet. And I'm and not it, worried about it because he finished a year with, you know, with Cole Komet as his number one receiver. Yeah. And he's Cole Komet's great. I really like him, but he's not Travis Kelsey. No, it's not the same thing. <laughs> no. So with Cole Komet as his number one receiver and, and that at about what, 500 yards and mm. seven touchdowns, which was great for a tight end, you know, give me 500 yards and seven touchdowns out of the tight end position, but he's got nothing more than that out of wide receiver. And you add DJ Moore and, and you add an offensive line and, and, and then even and then if just he imagine, does, imagine the busted if he does coverages. The same thing. I mean, just just start there. If he Good does Lord. the same thing, if he doesn't grow at all, if he grows zero percent, and he just gets to throw a hundred more passes, he's significantly yeah. better. Yeah, easily, easily. Because yeah. he's he's one of the most accurate deep quarterbacks in the league. He, he actually, I think, was like number one in the league between ten and nineteen yards. Yeah, and, and guess who? Is one of the top, if not the top, receivers between ten and nineteen yards. Is it? Is it the guy? Yes. That, who did we just trade yeah. for? Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, D something. DJ. DJ Moore. Uh -oh. Is that him? Poles that that guy? off. Getting wow, King Poles. King Poles. <laughs> you couldn't have King Poles. You can't write a better. The NFL writers right now. The NFL writers right now, this they are they are men. Mm. Not not to mm. disparage polls, but it kind of almost seems like he has a friend who carries around a bag of maybe ten million dollars, drops it off at it drops it off in Texas for lovey, and, and then <laughs> flies down to Carolina <laughs> and, and drops another bag of ten million bucks off in I, Carolina because it's just like stop. Dude, I, everything's coming up Bears right now, man. So, man. so let's just enjoy this. We're rolling into free agency. Uh, we're talking Bears will be providing coverage this offseason. We're going to be checking out the free agency hits. A best offseason ever already. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this is – I'll say let, – let me go second best uh, – third best right now. So, you know, you got to stay with the, the, the offseasons we got uh, – uh, uh, Gail Sayers and Dick Butkus. That was a, that was an awesome offseason. You remember yeah. that? You remember no that beard no, I was I was too young to know oh, what was going sure. on. Uh, the offseason we got uh, Walter Payton, and then the offseason, you know, we got Brian Piccolo. You got to put those. This, this is up there with the. This is already top five, and we haven't picked a player yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Man, we need got. We've got ten picks. We got two first round picks next year. We last time we had two first round picks, we did Michael Haynes and Rex Grossman. Okay, I think we're gonna do better than that next year. I think we're gonna do better than that this year. Okay, so let's get this going, man. I can't. Yeah. Wait. I mean, think about the fact that that poll started with four, uh, first. I'm sorry, four total draft picks and came out with four legit starters. Yeah. Yeah, three of so them. So that was last year. Yeah, so this year, you're walking in with 10 picks. How many legit starters do you leave with? First, first in every round, right? Well, not anymore because yeah. we traded one of them for DJ Moore. But and we uh, traded the we traded two of them. We 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 got we used our one one is now DJ Moore, and our two one is Claypool. And we still have a first round pick and what two or three second round picks? How many yep. second round picks we got? I don't even know. Two second round picks and a two, third two. that's really a second. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're we're rolling. I'm uncle. I'm nephew. No, you're not. No, you're not. Re report coming in. Nephew is at O'Hare, getting off a plane with an empty black bag. Oh well, then I'm son. And we're talking bears. <laughs> we're talking bears. <laughs>